Welcome to another episode of the Hayes Hustle Podcast. It is me, the trap trainer himself, Coach Hayes. I am in the house. It's Thursday, baby. Throwback Thursday, Therapy Thursday. We are going back. I've been thinking about a new little format uh, for Thursday. And today I'm gonna try it out. I think it's gonna be good. I think it's gonna. I think you will enjoy this. Instead of trying me trying to remember, you know, explain one little story, and maybe, maybe sometime it'll be about a story. But I think I got a little different plan for us today. So, and going forward, that that would be a lot more enjoyable for the 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 entertainment. So, um, so that's what we'll talk about that today. So. Thursday, man. I hope everybody rocking and rolling. I woke up not feeling well today. Not feeling well today. Puking. My, my wife came back from out of town and she was puking and it done brought me some old Vegas virus. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> got my daughter sick. Got me sick. Like, what the hell was you doing down there? If I did, like, you know what I'm saying? I don't feel good. But, you know, all them, you get on them airplanes these days, man. You don't know, you in casinos. You got all them people around. And you, should, uh, uh, you don't know what's going on. That's what, that's how we live in these days, though. That's, that's what's up. I just feel lucky that I was able to, you know, you got to get all that stuff out your stomach. You got to get all that mucus out carrying all that crap once that stuff's out your body you can get some water in your system and some and some fruit and i had some oatmeal man i'm feeling i'm feeling brand new now feeling brand new feeling brand new so yeah i hope everybody's doing well man it's thursday the week is popping the week is popping it's going things are happening for me it's slowing down and training a little bit spring season is transitioning to spring season so a lot of my kids who do spring sports are starting to do spring we got football season starting for bridge city so i'm kind of transitioning over to football season uh and i'm getting excited about these other businesses that i'm starting to do which is fantastic man i I got addicted to this i had no idea about the online commerce i ain't gonna lie to you i had no idea how online commerce i'm just so old school i just didn't even understand didn't really want to understand it and i was sitting on a gold mine just a gold mine and so the next 30 days man i'm really i'm really hitting it hard i'm I'm opening up all all three streams of online commerce uh my ebay store is popping the amazon store got to get rolling and then shopify that has our own merch all of our own merch uh hayes hustle hayes hustle podcast merch we'll have uh trap house training merch we'll have uh trap trainer we have all that stuff in the trap we'll have uh um bridge city merch for for football bridge city gang bridge city boys all you know join our gang it's gonna be you know i'm coming up with all type of slogans and and this is gonna be nice to be able to create my own wave you know what i mean and then populate all three of those uh sites and then every day you just kind of wake up and see what's sold uh you know (laughs) just ship it out that that for me is so fantastic because you literally are not waiting on Say you got a job, say you got a business. I got multiple businesses, but this is pretty fun to sit here and, you know, I'm such a collector. I have so much stuff, so much stuff. So I can sit here and collect, 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 or I can start using that to fuel some of my other ambitions and some of my, you know, I've been collecting for so many years that it's time to, to, you know, 
if I got to buy a new piece of machinery, if I got to go do something else, if I got to, instead of going to get a loan, instead of going to get this, or if I got to buy a new, you know, kids, car breakdown and things like that, instead of taking it out of your money, you do some of this kind of stuff and, and it can kind of fill the gap. So I am excited uh, to get down like this. Everybody out there should be hustling. This, this is ridiculous. Everybody out there, whether it's vintage clothes, like everybody's going thrifting. Really, you can just set up your own, your own online thrift shop. And just put your just put your own. I'm sure people are already doing that. I'm, I'm sure I'm late to the game. <laughs> but for real, you get a little following. I got so much quality stuff, brand new stuff, you know, uh, signature stuff that people want that stuff. People want that stuff. And I have forgot because I want that stuff. But I got so much of it. You know what I mean? I don't I don't know. Like, you know, with the only, you know, she's bro. Keep what I need. Keep what I want. I should say. And everything else is coming to the world. <laughs> so forget that, bro. When you start getting into the hustling game, everything goes. Oh, no, no, no. That's no. Oh, oh that. You want to buy that? Okay. You can have that. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you don't start holding on to anything. You don't start holding on to anything, you know? So that's why it's always hard for me to get into, like, the car business. Because car, I fell in love with cars. And you supposed to buy them and move them, buy them and move them. And I'd be like, no, I, I want that car. And my son want to get into the car business with me right now. We actually about to explore into the car business, flipping and, you know, flipping, buying and flipping some cars and teaching him, just teach him how to have money, man. Teach him how to get money young. And a lot of these kids, they think everything is wrapped up on the NIL deal. Or I got to get a scholarship. Or I got to, man, we live in real life, bro. I'm going to teach you how to, how to make so much money as a kid and he can start young and learn, you know, from my mistakes and from what I did right and duplicate those things. And he'll nigga going to be so far, so far ahead of the game. Just like my daughter, just like my older son, these cats are ahead of the game. They've been able to hear me, been able to see me, be able to live their own life. And they just moving ahead. They're moving ahead. So anyway, man, throwback Thursday, man, you know, today's episode brought to you by Hayes Hustle nonprofit out here it is really about supporting it's about um making a bridge to help at-risk youth establish success to entrepreneurship development that's right not just giving them a handout not just oh you'll be all right no 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 we come in with real deal teaching these kids how to make money just like you hear me talking about how i make money i'm teaching them what i know plus introducing them to other entrepreneurs that can you know introduce them to their world that 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 can light maybe light their fuse or light their fire with their conversation with their story so i'm trying my best to just you know create a wave it's a big ocean everybody got it everybody can create their own wave but it takes all of us to do this it takes all of us to do this and i decided instead of waiting on uh the state though instead of waiting on somebody rich to come save us it has to be somebody who actually understands these kids and that's me that's me so i'm creating these programs and i'm putting them on and uh i you know cross my fingers for the future I believe it's going to be successful, so there, it, so it will be. This is in God's name. I pray. Amen. You know what I'm saying? So, anyway, that's our sponsor. Uh, website coming soon. Hayes Hustle coming soon. Uh, merch for the, pro, uh, the, the project is coming soon, and all proceeds will be going to Hayes Hustle. You already know. So, yeah, so, you know, get ready to purchase 
merch with a meaning. You know what I mean? Like, I'm coming with it, man. Coming with it. This is our year, man. This is our year. 2024 is happening. It's happening, baby. It's happening. So, that's Thursday. That That's who we are. That's our sponsor. Let's get into the show. You know what I mean? Throwback Thursday, man. I've, I've been... I've been thinking, like I said, a, a, a kind of a little format, a little different format. It ain't going to be a crazy long day. I'm just going to get into this, just get into this today. So I was thinking about some of the most impactful things that went through my life and some of the things I want to share with y'all today on the podcast. And I start thinking about the, the 1989. Why don't, why don't I kind of go by it in years? 1989. 1989 was a year that changed my life. Let's say the summer, the summer of 1989. Even the, even the, uh, yeah, no, the summer of 1989. Okay. Summer of 1989. Let, let, let's get into this. Okay. This is, this is summer of 1989. (laughs) This is going to be a good episode. And now I, what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to start chronicling years. Uh, summers period instead of like instead of like a a certain story i'm gonna get into because so much goes into it i want to kind of paint the scene i kind of want to give you a couple stories that happened in that period that really defined the time so summer 89 big summer for me big big summer let let me so so the the, i gotta get into the summer 88 in the in the year of 88 at some point so we can kind of understand the summer 89. So I don't know. Maybe I got to start from when I was born. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but summer 89, I went from uh, this this loving kid to a whole different kind of kid. Like my eyes were opened unbelievably, unbelievably. And, and it started off freshman year. I was, four, you know, 14 years old, for you know, and it actually, listen, Listen, when it comes to hustling, I I have been, I was fortunate. Um, I start working early. Like, you know, I was working for my dad really early uh, when he was managing houses. So, you know, he was taking me out of school to go and uh, to, you know, to go and clean houses and paint, paint stuff and get the apartment ready for the next people. We had to do that. You know, and, and, and honestly, we said we hated it. We drive over there in a, at a light blue beat, a uh, light blue uh, uh, beetle bug, old school beetle bug. Well, our tall ass is all in there. Me and my cousins and my dad not paying us. And we going over there. They acted like we going to get paid and we never got paid. You know said, Well, you get paid because you get to live in here. So we start working young, bro. We start working young. And then and then that 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 kind of moved to I remember me and my boy L.B., me and my boy LB, we uh Lord, my boy Lord, he had a little gig. His uncle Paul, Paul Nalls, had a little gig where he had a contract to clean up the Tektronics uh little uh uh little computer hub over in Northeast Portland. And it was right by my house. Right by my house. And I didn't know Lord was doing this. And and Lord was going like on Tuesday and Thursday nights and he was getting paid like twenty dollars an hour to clean up like the trashes, put the desk in back in place. I remember thinking vacuum the floor. It was a nice little trap. It was a nice little little uh little little janitorial thing that they offered. Uh Paul had a nice little business and Lord was one of his little employees under the table that he would pay to come in. So it got a little big. They wanted me to come in with Lord. So I start coming in, we start doing stuff. 
we making money. We making money young. Go to my house after that because my house was like two, two, three blocks down the street. Then we would go eat at my house afterwards. Then Laura would go home. And we would do this every week, right? Uh, that was, That's before we was 14. So we, you know, uh, then when I was 14, my dad had this job at like this AAA heating and cooling. I went and got my first job when I was 14, working in like the metal shop, making accessories that helped the uh, technicians do what they had to do, S-locks and stuff like that. So did that. That was great. I, I started getting real checks, like real paychecks. I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. I'm getting like three, four hundred. I can't believe I'm getting two, three hundred. You know, I've never got nothing but allowance, which was like ten dollars. And that wasn't even consistent. Right. So. So now I'm making money and I'm just thinking, this is just crazy, right? So, okay, so I got a little work history. I I, I got work ethic. My dad, he was all about work ethic. You're going to earn, you're going to earn, you're going to earn. Well, so our freshman year, I'm 14 years old. That's 88. Okay, 88 is my freshman year. So what I seen was we was getting dogged out because people did not want to, uh, the girls did not want to mess with you if you didn't have a car. So we would always be at the bus stop trying, you know, not to, it wasn't no school buses. We was at the, it was, this was Grand High School. So you had to catch the school bus and it was just hell. We, and we could not wait to get a car. So all through four, all through the freshman year, we was like, man, we can't wait for the summertime to get a job. Summertime, get a job. We buying cars in summer. We buying, it's up, it's up. We buying cars in summer. That's me, Lord, and my man, Bo. Unfortunately, I think Bo, I think Bo started dropping out sophomore year. He was already in the street. He was already, you know, hustling and doing shit. He was a little more advanced than us back then. He had a cousin that was hustling. So Bo stopped going to school early. And, and and you know, that's how it is in the hood, bro. Like, you know, it just, you know, going parent home. Some kids fall through gaps. Some kids make decisions. It's tough. You know, it's really tough. So me and LB, me and LB, we, we, we playing big sports. You know, we playing big sports at the school, football. And so next thing you know, uh, summertime came and we end up getting this job at Deloitte Center. And it, it, it was Deloitte Properties. It wasn't at the mall. It's called Lloyd Center. But the, the, the property around it, all the gardens, all the different buildings, there's literally like 20 different buildings that all belong to Lloyd Center. They're all Lloyd Properties. It, it's not not the mall. Everything else around it. They they owned everything. The company was like EPI or something like that. But they owned the whole company. They, they owned the whole like, you know, it's like, you know, I don't know, 20 square blocks. They owned every every building on the block. So we would have to go around and take care, pick up the trash, uh, water the plants, uh, do little construction projects. That was our that was our job. Me, Lord, and then it was it was three other brothers, three other brothers, and then two white boys. There was all a crew, okay, all of us a crew. So me, Lord, and then two other brothers. I I don't want I won't say no names. I'll I'll, I'll protect it. I'll protect. <laughs> I'm gonna protect everybody in this story. Two of the other dudes were brothers, and one of them was a cousin. One of them was their cousin, right? And I love these. I had never met these dudes before. I, I, I actually, I knew, I did know a couple of them, but I didn't really know them like that. And I didn't think I liked them. I was like, man, I don't like these niggas. These niggas, uh, you know what I'm saying? But they, but two of them was on the crew like us, just regular crew dudes. And one, one, uh, the cousin and the younger brother was on the crew with us. And the older brother was kind of the like the the supervisor of us, 
right? Then there was two other guys, two white boys that was the supervisor all, over all of us. Okay, he was a supervisor over all of us, right? <laughs> this shit was crazy. So this is our first time, this is the first time me having a job like this, like a job, you know, we getting dropped off and we work, you know, we getting a work truck going around. It, 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 it was it was crazy. It was crazy. So um, the first thing was I learned how to drive that summer. I really learned how to drive that summer because I wanted a car, but I didn't really know how to drive. So there was a work truck. And when we would get back from getting all the trash and stuff, we would get back to like our office. We lived on a, I mean, the, the office was like a couple of acres and the trash was at the back of the property. So he'd be, our, 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 our supervisor would say, hey, man, you got to go dump the truck out. We were like, go dump the truck out? We're like, yes. So we got to drive the truck up there. And we would just be acting like it was so cool to drive that truck because we hadn't really drove before. So we learned how to drive, really, driving this truck up to the dump, uh, up to our little dump that was on our own property. And it, there was nothing to hit. So we could drive up there, drive back. We could, you know, reverse, pull up, mess up, do all this stuff. So that was really cool. And we couldn't wait to do that, like, every day. We, you know, that we couldn't wait for that to be our job. And and the little dude, I really want to say these dudes thing because this stuff was so fun, man. This stuff was so fun. But when I get into the other stories, it can incriminate some dudes. I mean, I, well, I guess it really can't now because it, it, things have to be over by now. <laughs> but this is this was this was bad. I was a good old sports kid. That's all I knew was sports, sports, sports. That's all I knew. School, sports, God. You know what I mean? That's all I knew. So this job open your eyes up though. Okay, open your eyes up. So we are we getting trash, we working, we working. It's and it's all good, bro. It's all good. What I didn't know was all three of these dudes were gangsters. All three of these dudes were like real drug dealers, real gangsters. That's why we're not gonna talk about nothing too much. <laughs> They they was real gangsters. They was, you know, we, we kinda wanted to be gangsters, but we was into sports. These dudes had gave us sports already and was full-fledged in the game, like like both feet in, you know what I'm saying? But they was also working. So I didn't I didn't really understand. I thought they worked there. Like, oh, you got a summer job too? That's cool. Nah, they, they yeah, they, they did that. And then they got off of there and then they did some real work. Like they invested, they was investing that work money into the real work. You know what I'm saying? They would, they, they would take that money that we was making, which was really good money, and go invest it in some real work. So... Anyway, I had never really had partners like that, had been able to, you know, uh, being around some people that wasn't from my circle. And honestly, I grew up in a, in a crip circle and these niggas was some, these, two of these niggas was like blood niggas and, and one was a crip nigga. The cousin was a crip nigga, right? So we, we kind of seen eye to eye, but we all loved each other. It was great. We would laugh every day. We'd be uh, pulling jokes. The niggas would be fighting. Like, you know, the cousins and the brothers and the, the brothers would really fight all the time. It just was so funny. And who's, whose side would you take? And, and we, and, but we, we felt, we loved each other. I still love them. I still love them. I'm not lying to you. I love these dudes. That's why I'm never going to say their name to this stuff. So anyway. Anyway, but it was the really the, one of the most influential summers ever in my life. The, actually, not not summer time in my life. So it's all right. So so I'm kind of like you know we're doing our thing. We eating every day. We going out to eat. 
we're doing, you know, at lunchtime, we go to Taco Bell, eat like 10 tacos a piece. You know, we got money, so we ain't never had no money. We always starving, so pay that. We got going and grubbing, you know, playing, trying to pranks on each other, stuff like that. All right, so, so, one time, I just remember how this got going, okay? This got going, this got, and this was, this got going really weird, my man got a paycheck one day. He was our supervisor. My man get a paycheck. He look at his paycheck. His paycheck is short. He like, oh, fuck. Hell no. Nah. What the fuck? I'm like, what up? What up, Cuddy? What's going on? He like, nah, bro. Get in the truck. We got to take a ride. So he had told everybody, like, hey, man, we finna go do the east, you know, buildings. We're going to go take blah, blah, blah. I'm going to cash my paycheck. Go do a couple things. They was like, cool. This nigga rides out hard. Like he's going. I'm like, man, what is going on with this nigga? We is going hard. We way away from work. We all the way out by, you know, I don't know. Like we finna head to the airport. He stops. We pull into the, we pull into some apartment. He like, man, get out, come inside. I'm like, man, what's going on? Like again, I knew he was kind of a gangster, but I didn't know. I didn't know to what extent. I just kind of had heard about him, and now I'm, I'm kind of I'm with him. And, and he's funny, so I don't think he really a gangster. Like, man, maybe he is, but maybe he just be fighting people. Like I don't know. I don't really know. Back then, I was so naive, dude. We went to this girl's house. Uh, evidently, this was his baby's mama. She had put child support on this nigga. Oh shit. We walked in. This nigga said, man, sit on the couch. Just chilling here. And his and the kid was in there with me. This nigga takes the bride in the back room. Bop, 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 bop. He is going ham on this girl. How dare you put the child support? How you put the people on me, bitch? I'm like, oh, my God. It was bad, right? So they, they done got into it. He like, you better get these people off me. These people on my check. Fuck this, fuck this. He mad as hell. He mad as hell. And on and so 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 that shit happened. He mad. We leave. I feel bad for the girl. We get in the car. I ain't saying nothing. I'm like, damn, this nigga just beat the shit out of this girl. This this ain't cool. Uh, so we start riding. We don't go. We still don't go. We know we got like three hours left of work. Four hours left of work. This nigga drives me to the middle of the hood. The middle of the hood. Parks, parks. No, no, no. Before that, he goes to he, he cashed his check. The nigga went and got the nigga went to a house where all bloods was all blood. Now they know me. I don't like them. They don't like me. But I'm with this nigga, so they chilling. They chilling. And I didn't go, I didn't get out the car. I just stayed in the work truck. We in the work truck, big ass blue raggedy ass work truck. Not not a nice work truck. A uh, uh, a fucked up big ass Chevy or Ford. I don't know what it was. I think it goes inside. I think he went he went and bought some work. He went and bought some work. And he got the paycheck. Went and bought some work. Check was short. That nigga wanted his money back. So we went to the block. Nigga went to the block, and the nigga sat there for the next two hours. And niggas, people was walking by. I never seen a nigga sell dope. Motherfucker walked by. He sold motherfucker dope hand to hand. Bop 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 bop. So by the time he was happy and he had made his whatever he had got took it out of that motherfucking check, he had got he had made it back. So he was like, all right, let's go, let's go check out of work. We go back to work. Like, hey, yeah, man, we've been working our ass off. I, I was like, wow, this is crazy. Like, I you know, I'd never seen a nigga do that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, go cash his check. 
That nigga got 400 when we left the block. The nigga had like 1,200. And I was like, yo, this is, <laughs> what is, what the hell is going on? Like, you know what I'm saying? And so I, 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 I went back. I told Lord, like, yo, you got it. You don't know what this dude just did. This was crazy. I saw, I was telling him what was happening. And it would just, you know, that that's when I knew what was going on. Like, wow, okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, so that happened that day. A couple of days later, we we rolling again. We rolling again. Evidently, somebody had came up to him or said something to him. Like like he was driving, and somebody came up. Another D boy from the hood came up to the hood. A dangerous dude. This dude is dangerous. That we're talking about. This other dude came up to him and said, "Hey man, I heard you hit some. I heard you hit. You know who his baby mama is. I guess this dude messing with his baby mama." This dude, man, I, you ain't got it. What you hitting on? What you hitting on that girl for, Nick? But I heard you hitting on her. He was like, "How you how you hear about it? That's my baby's mama, nigga. How you hear about it?" He was like, "Yeah, she told me." Oh shit! So I guess that had happened. So we in the car. He like, "Yeah, I got something to take care of." I'm like, "What?" So we drive. He looking for this dude. He finds him. He finds him. He rolls up on this nigga like, "Yo, I heard yeah, you were talking all that. Yeah, 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 yeah." Pulls out the strap. I'm like, yo, this dude is crazy. <laughs> like we, again, we're in a work truck. He is wilding, but he know he, he can't get traced back to him. He round doing like this dude is crazy. He was not a game. I did not ever see him move like this. I I thought he was just this other dude's big brother. And yeah, he might be a little dangerous, but not really dangerous. Bro, I was dead wrong. This dude was this dude was a menace. This dude was a menace, bro. He pulled up on that nigga like, man, next time I see you, it's on. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I was like, yo, holy shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? So they not beefing. Like the next day, you know, a couple, about a week later, somebody he was like squabbing with the same way, shot. Sheesh. I'm like, yo. He like, yeah, man, shit happened, bro. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, bro, so we still just making money. We just doing our thing. And this, it just opened up my eyes. Then the cousin, the cousin, he's a quick nigga. He's into dirt every night, squabbing with dudes every night. We had never seen this. So it's, we at work. He like, man, I got to answer. You know, we had pagers back then. Man, I got to answer this pager, man. But what? What happened? What? I got to get on the Kirby right now? All right, shit. Next thing I know, he go to the, we working. He like, I got to leave, man. He go to the back. He pull, like, two guns out, put them in his shit, put them in his car, and he take, i like, wait a minute, where, where, where are all these guns coming from? You know what I'm saying? Like, me and Lord, we like these little 15-year-old dudes, like, just trying to get just trying to get us a car. They all had cars. They had cars with hydraulics on them. Think about that. They was, in like, they was 15 and 16 years old. They already had hydraulics on cars and, like, dating, dating wheels and we was like, we didn't even know what was going on. We we were still trying to get a Gap sweatshirt. Like, you know what I'm saying? Niggas still ordered some guest jeans, a guest watch. Like, what is What is going on? These niggas are ahead of the game. This is what corrupted me because I said, yo, I, I, I was, my mind was blown, yo. Blown. Do you hear me? Blown. These dudes was, I just want you to understand how some dudes get off track. They was already off track. And, and me, we were just like, and we had parents that actually taught us better. But I would come home like, but dad, but dad, he already got a better car than you. 
for that. He already, <laughs> the nigga 16, 17. This dude already got a wad bigger than my head. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even know what's going, you know. It, it was amazing, bro. It was amazing. So anyway, to see kind of the, the gangs had just hit Oregon really hard. Gangs had just hit Oregon hard. And so to see kind of that shit really playing out right in front of my face and like me like ducking down in the truck five five to 20 times during the summer because this nigga was like, hey man, I got to handle some business. And he just clack, 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 get out the car. He was ready to go. And got, you know, thank God he never like got out the car and just killed somebody. But I made this dude was, this dude was with it. You do not want to mess with this guy. Yes. <laughs> and I thought I was tough. I thought I was tough. And, and and at one point, I thought I really had beef with this dude before I really knew him. Like, man, this thing, I'll whoop this. He looks soft. He looked, he was anything but soft. Do not judge dudes by their cover. This dude was like a modern day Al Capone. I'm not joking. You had to know to know, though. If you didn't know, you would know. Like, this dude, this dude must have watched a million movies. I don't know how he was moving like this, but he was young and moving like this. He is dangerous. Man, he's still around. He dangerous. He dangerous. In and out, you know, these, these, these dudes is for real. The little brother, dangerous. The cousin, dangerous. All of, the, all of them are dangerous. I love them to death. But the truth is... You don't want to mess with some of these cats. And I know cats be thinking Oregon dudes ain't what you, you know, man, them niggas out there. Don't come out here playing around. You will not go home. You will not go home. There's some dudes over there in Northeast Portland that will make sure you do not go. They, they ain't even know. They all over now. They, they, y'all done chasing my Northeast Portland. You don't know where. These dudes got money. They sit right next to you in Lake Oswego. Right next to you in Clack. These are real dudes, dude. Made dudes. You don't want to mess with these dudes. <laughs> I'm not saying no names. I'm protecting the, I'm protecting the people of my story, man, because I love them. And there was a time in my life that just, it just exposed life to me. It exposed life to me. And it, it made me talk to people different. It made me respect, like, you know, like, there was the dudes that I didn't think. I was like, man, they dirty. They he, they explained to me, like, nah, man, this dudes, there's some dudes, they got they got racks of money. But they wear the same thing every day just to get money. They on the block. You think they dirty. You think they this. And they just out there getting money every day. They ain't got time to comb their hair. They ain't got time to do that. They, they brush their teeth. They eat. They, you know, roll up a blunt. They go out there and make money all day. They come back. They do it again. And then maybe in the summertime, you will see them riding around in the fat ass whip doing their thing. But in the wintertime, they go back to hibernation. In the fall, they go back to hibernation. I was like, whoa. Like he he starts spitting game on me. Like, when you're around a real hustler, he's giving you game every day. He was just giving us game every single day. And I was just like, okay, this is this is crazy. I, I fought this because my cousin's gangsters, my daddy's gangsters. And I was like, man, these niggas don't know what they're talking about. I don't want to listen to them. But this was different. This was coming from, I got to see it. My dad and them was hiding stuff from me. They didn't want to, They didn't want me to see this stuff. These niggas was like, nah, this is real life, bro. This is what we really go through. I was like, yo, yo, this this is different. You know what I'm saying? This is different. But but it was uh, you know, I also was able to save up enough money that summer to buy my first car. I I, I saved up twenty four hundred dollars and 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 I remember at the end of the summer, me and my dad, I told this story on the podcast before at the end of the summer we went up to the place it was called um uh i want to say easy uh damn and easy something i don't know uh easy autos or some uh uh e and z auto something like that so it was on mlk we went up there 
uh, I had worked all summer long. So I said, Dad, I, I, I'm trying to, I'm ready to buy a car. I'm ready to buy a car. Dad. I'm ready. You got 2500 I've been giving you all this money all summer. All summer long, I've worked. I say, I, I used to spend $25, say, make that last me for two weeks. And I would never spend more than that. Two weeks. And I would say the rest. And I didn't know, you know, it's time to buy a car. I'm like, Dad, you got the money. Let's go get the money at the bank and go get it. My dad comes back with like 1400 1500 I'm like, bro, I gave you like three G's. What's going on? This nigga going to reveal to me, him and Han. He done spent the money. Yeah, what, what, I supposed to live. It was bills. We needed bills. I need help. I'm like, man, I'm madder than a mug. So we go up to, we go up to the spot. I'm looking around. I, I, the car I really want is 25, but we ain't got 25. So I settled on this car. It was a brown Mercury Zephyr. And I bought it for, I think, $1,500, $1,700. And, man, that car was my baby. And I washed it all summer long. Every day I would come home from, every day I would wash that car in the summertime. I would be sitting outside listening to the radio like I was driving. I hadn't got my license yet because I was only 15. So I would just be sitting outside. I'm a summer baby. So my, my, I had to wait. And I would just be sitting in that thing, man, sit, after I bought that car, sitting in it. So my license wasn't scheduled to like the fall. So I couldn't even get it and drive it or nothing. So I'd just be sitting in it every day, man. It just changed my life. My, fr my friends would come over. We'd sit on my car and talk. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, man, let's go over here and talk. Like, it was a, like it was a spot. Like, until I got my license. And when I got my license, I was picking up everybody, picking up all my friends, my, you know, my little crew and, you know, going to, you know, back then I was dating a girl named Tasha Harris, uh, to summer, summer 89. And I had been dating this girl since seventh grade. And this was the time that we had broke up. The, the, the going into sophomore year, that relationship was over. Well, I had actually been messing with her and a girl named Toya and a girl named Aisha all that time. But I actually was serious about Tasha. And then I found out you should not be serious about her. <laughs> so, so that ended. So, but yeah, that was a, that was that was just real history back then. And and then the last but not least, I remember where where we lived. We lived on 29th off of Alberta, across the street from me. I had a dude named Ronald. Just I, I shouldn't have said his name. <laughs> well, I don't know. I ain't gonna say his last name. His, last, his first name was Ronald, and he lived across the street. And I would see him every day. What's up, my man? What's up? I'd be out there dribbling the ball, you know, washing my car. He'd be like, I see you got a car, young nigga. What's up? Yeah, yeah, you doing this, you doing that. He, I didn't know he was one of the biggest drug dealers in the whole state, right? Like, he was one of the, he was one of the dudes. And his big brother was, too. So, they lived directly across the street from me. So, it was like, watching their house was like an uh, absolute show every day. So, I would just literally wake up. What's up, Ronald? Watch him. Uh, go wash my car. Talk to the girls on the block. Talk to the dude. I had a dude next door that went to the, you know, he was Jehovah's Witness. But he went to, he was like one year older than me. So, I would talk to him when his parents let him out the house. Or my friends would come over. But I would see this nigga over here operating, bro. And I was like, whoa, this guy. Like, at 1 o'clock in the morning. Shit still happening over there. Two o'clock in the morning, he got girls over there. He got new cars, every whatever. And then I remember one day, there was a there's a dude, there's a blood dude. Everybody knew this dude, and everybody was kind of scared. Everybody, everybody thought he he could fight. He he tough. He tough. He tough. He this. He that. And I guess he was messing with Ronald one night. This nigga was messing with Ronald. He's messing with Ronald. Uh, this nigga, this nigga Choo Choo. <laughs> He's messing with Ronald one night. I guess somewhere. I don't know where they was, but I just know 
I just know Choo Choo. Somebody brought Choo Choo to Ronald's house. Oh, shit. Ronald and Ronald's brother got out. And they and Choo Choo. And they started getting into it. And I was like, yo, these niggas is really like, they coming after him. They trying to kill him. Then them brothers are like, nigga, you in that car? He in the car? He in the back seat? Again, I'm a freshman. I had never seen nothing like this. And the thing about it, I didn't really understand it because Choo Choo, this dude's like my age. Why is you getting into it with grown ass men? This dude, Choo Choo, was already into it with like grown affairs. He was like a freshman, eighth grade. He was already like beefing with like 21 year old dudes. I just like didn't even understand what was going on. But he was over there holding his own, like, you know, squabbing and, you know, but he, but he was at a disadvantage because he had got brought to somebody's house that was like ready to go. So I remember seeing that. I just remember all the stuff that was happening over there all summer long. I just was like, man, this this is just really, you know, you could be one o'clock in the morning. My dad still be on the porch. I'm sure he rolling up a J on the porch. He got a cold beer. It's hot outside. My dad, you know, he he a country boy. So he loved being outside in the summer it, on the grill. One o'clock in the morning. The, the block is popping. It's still hot outside. That's how we grew up. You know, music playing. And then nigga got his car bumping, you know, my dog is barking, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was that, it was magic, man. It was magic. I know that don't sound good, but I think you got to understand there's magic inside of, of dysfunction, inside of all that stuff. It was magic, man. It was magic. It, it was, you know, going to, going to parties in the summertime. And actually, you know, that summer, every party got shot up. Every party got shut up. So you literally, you in it, you grinding on the girl, you doing your thing, you and your girl, you and your boys in there coming in there in the group. What up, nigga? Ah, everybody chilling. And about 45 minutes into that shit, uh, one crip nigga get into it with a blood nigga. And that's all you hear. Pop, 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 pop. And you are running and scattering and police is everywhere. And literally everybody's at the Red Lion or at Denny's afterwards or whatever. Like, man, nigga, that shit was live. That shit was popping. Like, I think we thought that shit was the livest shit. Like, oh, man, the summer of 89, bro. Summer of 89. Man, holla at me if you understand what I'm talking about. Back there when computer love and you know what I'm saying like it was real baby it was real I, I was just I was kind of losing myself at the same time because I was an athlete I was an athlete my daddy had raised me to be an athlete God fearing you know and, and then I seen all this stuff and it started to change me I didn't know which way I wanted to go anymore I, I grew up I was going to be business I was going to be sports and now I want to be gangster and I think a lot of us went through that and we lost a lot of athletes. We lost a lot of people that had so much potential because it was like a drug to see that was so enticing. You want to be a part of it. It was like a family. It was it, it, it was it was something like out of a movie, but it was real and it was tangible. It was right there in our neighborhood. You can taste it. And uh, it, it was it was unreal. And, and that summer just opened up my eyes. It just opened up my eyes. And uh and so I can't wait to give you, I can't wait to give you uh, the fall. I can't wait to give you the fall of 89 when, when we seen, when we started that freshman year of, uh, of, of no, 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 no. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the previous year. I'm going to give you the previous year, 88. I'm going to go 88 next. I'm going to go 88 next. We got to talk about 88. Okay. I'm going to go through some summers. I'm going to go through a lot of them. I'm going to go through some summers. I'm going to go through some falls. Like when we are fall starting high school. 
and the most beautiful girl we had ever seen in our life. How it literally mesmerized and changed the game. Like we was, <laughs> we'll get into that. We'll get into that. We'll get into all that stuff. So anyway, thank you for joining me uh, down memory lane today. It was fantastic hosting you. Uh, if you like today's story, please uh, like, uh, please comment, please share. Most of all, please subscribe to our YouTube channel on the Hey Social Podcast and uh, our podcast, anywhere you listen to your podcast. Thank you very much. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Please join in uh, tomorrow for a great episode of Fatherhood Friday. I'm coming at you. Got some fatherhood tips. All right. Keep you popping. I'll talk to you later, everybody. Have a great day. Peace.